Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back. This is episode 137 of the Level Up Latina podcast. Really exciting because we are going to shift gears and talk about relationships. I know that every once in a while we talk about our relationships and today our topic is deal breakers and deal breakers would be something that would break the deal in your relationship, whether you're in it already or not. Maybe you're looking for the ideal person and you already know your deal breakers, or maybe you're in a relationship and you've established those within. So deal breakers could be something that you're just not going to tolerate. Or maybe, because those of us that have already been together with our partner for a while, like Ceci and I, maybe there's some things that have shifted and maybe there are deal breakers we no longer have or things that we never thought we'd tolerate and maybe we've learned to tolerate, like, I don't know, stinky socks on the floor. That's not a really serious deal breaker, but there could be something like chronic messiness. So anyway, that's the backstory. That's the context. But before we get into it, ¿Cómo estamos? ¿Cómo se sienten, chicas? Vero's over there licking her fingers. Comiendo snackums. Tengo hambre. Muy bien. <laughs> Yo también me dio hambre. Feeling so good. we just finished recording. Yeah, we finished recording another episode, which was a great one. Y nos dio hambre. Uh, bueno, a Vero, yo, Vero y a mí, I know we went to go get a snack. Mm -hmm. uh, pero bien, like calmada. The year started a little crazy, pero como que ya se empiezan a calmar las cosas. And I feel, I feel zen. I, I told you guys yesterday, Mike, I feel mm -hmm. like como calmada. So that's me today. You're spreading it to us. Are you mm. hungry? You're feeling good? You're feeling zen? Feeling good. I feel that um, I've I've had, like right now when we were, I was driving home from my, when I was telling you, I'm running late again. We like started talking about how I need to change my mantra. <laughs> and when you talk about, about myself, we talked about and here's that. the thing, it's like, it's like, um, we're coaches and we try to like keep ourselves from doing certain patterns or repeat certain routines that we know fuck us over. But there's days that I'm just like, why, why on the days that matter so much is it that I'm, this mostly happens. And I think I just allow myself to open the door to uh, like the shit, you know, like the shit or the fuckery. So anyway, I'm better now. When Ceci said, you know, like, maybe we should, like, rethink the mantra. I should rethink my own mantra. Like, instead of, like, saying I'm always late, I'd be like, I'm never late. I'm always on time. I'm always on time. I'm always here. I, I always show up. So I'm feeling better. And um, we're going to start saying Vero's always on time. I was telling Irene and I told you, Vero, that for years, I mean, we're talking about 20 plus years. We've been saying, I Vero's always late. Vero's always late. We've said that since college. So we're going to we're going to change that. We're going to stop saying that and say, oh, Vero's going to be on time. You know, Vero, ahí te vamos a ver a, a, las, a las tres, a las tres quince, you know. And this is my new mantra because I can't stand being late. So I'm always early. My new mantra is my deal breaker with Vero is we're breaking up, Vero. If you're going to be late. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there 10 minutes early. And when you get on two minutes after, I'm, yo voy a colgar the call. Old Vero would say, no, no bitch, I'm going to be late. Go ahead You're and get be the 10 minutes early. Why you got to be there early? Why you got to be there early? Why can't you just be on time? Because then you would have like, waited. On time is, is late. On time yeah. is actually late. Oh my God. You, yeah. There's that. What is that saying? When you're it being early is on time. On time is late. And if you're late, why the fuck you even show up, right? <laughs> no. no, it doesn't go like that. We're good to say that. Let's change the mantra. Like, I'm joking yeah. about the deal breaker. We should change the mantra. We're always on time. We always start on time. We're always, like, always let's just change the mantra. Time. Exactly. Always, always on time. time. It's going to be the song, Vero. Hey. The mantra um, has changed. I was going to say, I wonder if 
now in light of COVID and light of Zoom meetings and whatnot, like I still try to log in a little bit before before uh, and not doesn't always happen. And I have in fact like logged on, you know, a minute late uh, with like without within my own team with with I'm when I'm meeting with like outside people or like our our coaches uh, when we have sessions. I I mean I'm always on time, but I wonder if that has changed, you know, um, in light of you know COVID and uh, malfunctions with the internet and todo eso. You know, quién sabe. I know Otto always waits a minute. So like if a call schedule for one, he's like signs on by like 101. It's kind of weird, but I'm like, okay, you know, that's uh you sure you want to sign on by one? <laughs> I click on like when I have my client, um, when I meet with my clients on our zoom calls, I'm like, Oh, it's noon. And we're meeting at noon. I click on, I start like I log in. I'm already in zoom, but I just click on start at noon. I don't do it early. I just like, you know, 12 o'clock or one, whatever I mm-hmm. on. Uh, so we're going to talk about, you know, through the years, what have been our deal breakers in our relationships, what are things that we were for sure not willing to tolerate in our relationships. And then maybe things that we've suddenly realized, wow, we used to think that was a deal breaker, but I guess not so much anymore. And I don't know if we have any in that category, but we decided to pose both those questions to the three of us and we can really get started anywhere. I see, Ceci, that you have notes on the topic, so I can start with you, pick on you first. Yeah, I was thinking about ex-boyfriends when we were talking about this offline and things that I tolerated, you know, como men- because uno está mensa, right? Like, la verdad es que uno está mensa growing up and you tolerate so many things. I I come, I think of like in college, you know, andaba con un chavo que no era mi novio and andaba con muchas chavas and I knew that and I just would tolerate that. I'm like, oh, it was whatever, you know? And we all, you know, we all knew it and... uh and ni lo escondía, you know, that's the thing, ni lo escondía, uh, he was, and again, he wasn't my boyfriend, but he was, like, sleeping around, and then, like, you know, I would hook up with him and whatnot, and I tolerated that, and I absolutely would not, I mean, if I was single these days, I would absolutely not tolerate that, I mean, te imaginas, like, enfermedades, and um, the the vibes, you know, because it's, like, now, as older women, and in courses, and people that we've spoken to, we know that, that takes energy. They take your energy and it's like, you know, un, un picadero de flores everywhere. And it's just like, I oh, know it's consuming. So I absolutely would not tolerate that anymore. Um, the other thing is um, going days without hearing from your boyfriend or significant other. This is another relationship where I was dating an older uh, gentleman and I would have days of him not like, no se reportaba y yo lo toleraba, like, yeah, yeah, you know, um, once he, um, he would call me and say, hey, let's go out or let's hang out today. Ay, okay, yo ahí bien obediente luego, luego. Um, pero yeah, I remember it being several days without hearing from him and como, como la humilde and la noviecita luego, I would respond and be available um, immediately when he would call and absolutely not, never uh, at this stage in my life, again, if I was single and I was dating, tampoco, ya, ya, ya no, pero son cosas I think that we learn, right, and we um, now that we have the opportunity to look back at like, oh my God, all that shit that I tolerated and, um, you know, and, and, but it, you know, it made us who we are and it, it made us grow and made us know what we want out of a relationship and, um, allow us now to have this conversation openly with, with our listeners, like what we tolerated back then and what our absolutely knows um this day and age otra cosa that i have here okay so that older boyfriend también 
súper parrandero, mujeriego también, and I would tolerate it because I was like, oh, pues, you know, es, es mi novio, and, um, you know, that's así, who he Así is. son los hombres. Así son los hombres, Ay. y pues, ¿qué se le va a hacer? And, y yo ahí inmensa, um, but anyway, that's, that's, That's the two relationships that I look back and I think like, oh, que mensa, que tonta. But, you know, it is what it is and it happened. And, you know, I'm lucky now that I'm in, uh, I think, six. No, how long have I been married for? Seven? Seven years? Going on seven years. It's been bliss, girl. That's why it's been bliss. I know, it's been bliss. It's been bliss. It's the longest relationship that I've ever been in. And we've been together. We met 20... 13 so we're we're going on nine years of being together and seven years married so definitely the longest relationship um i've ever been and for him as well for my husband um and yeah i mean and we can move and switch gears with you know battle but i'll talk um a little later about now what i didn't think i would tolerate and i do tolerate now you're even piruja i'll be honest <laughs> No, no, no. In the sense, like, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't go and say I was a hoe, but I, I just, my mom always told me, like, tú, mija, eres de esas que you wear your heart on your sleeve. Like, you want to just give love. And it was true. Like, yo fui siempre super enamorada. Like, I was ready. I was ready to just give love and be loved. The thing is that even when you give love, sometimes you won't get the love back. Your energy won't be met. And... In my experiences, uh, even through singlehood, like I know in college, I purposely chose not to be in a relationship. Like I didn't want to be in a relationship, even though there was times where I'm like, oh, it would be really nice to have someone to like go to a movie with or go have dinner or go out. But then I saw the people around me and how quickly their boyfriends or their partners really took over their lives. You would like lose sight of a friend as soon as they were in a relationship. And to me, I'm like, I don't want that. I don't need that right now. Um, and it wasn't that I was afraid of commitment. Al contrario, you know, which girl isn't ready to be like, sure, let's let's pal up and love each other. So it was just more like a very conscious choice of who I chose to like hook up with. And it wasn't like one night stands, but it was very much like, well, I know this person, we get along, we've known each other for this long. Okay. I can share myself. And I think I've mentioned this before in our other episode when we were talking about um, our sex power <laughs> or enjoying sex or how we learn to come enjoy sex. Anyway, through college, I chose that. So I was very like, how do girls deal with infidelity? How do girls deal with all this? And for me, for a long time, infidelity was always going to be a deal breaker. And um, so after college, my first, I guess you could say, official or first real boyfriend was, um, you know, my ex-fiance. I was like, perfect. This is what happens. This guy was a great guy. You guys met him. You know, everyone's like, everything's good. And with him, I just, there were certain things that for me just didn't, fit right. Not because he was a cheater, not because he was a liar. He wasn't. You know, this was actually a really good guy. You know, trabajaba, trabajador, respectable, good. But there were little things that I started noticing that I was like, no, that doesn't fit who I am. So when I made the realization that like, this is not what I want for the rest of my life, it was pretty much a, I don't want someone that's sitting around waiting for me to make a decision. You know what I'm saying? I want someone that we both equally contribute to this relationship. 
Um, we both equally make decisions with taking each other into consideration. Um, and in a sense, sometimes when it's needed to take charge. And that was one of the things for me. I'm like that. I didn't see it there. So when we broke up and called that off, I thought I was like, whoa, I'm with the guy that I love forever. So that relationship was uh, five years. That was a significantly long relationship. I didn't last long. I pretty much transitioned into a new relationship fairly quickly. And with that one, that's where infidelity came, right? In thinking about that relationship, even when he cheated, I wasn't ready to leave. In a sense, it was very much like, oh, this is what you learn to do when you're adults. We, we fuck up. We make mistakes. And the way he expressed his side of his story, it was a mistake. It was, um, you know. So for me, I had to, I understood that. I met him at that level. I, I heard him out. I listened to him. And I was like, fuck, I, I understand. We all make mistakes. We all fuck up. I've, I've had mistakes in my life like that. So I was trying to understand and rationalize it. However, when the behavior continued, that's when you're like, this is some bullshit. Me ves cara de tonta, no soy mensa. And we're adults. Like, you know, we're in our, I'm already 30 years old. I'm, you know, I've tried, you know, I had my non-commitment um, dating in college, my fun. I had a serious relationship beforehand. And now here I am with you that you're not really, there's something you're not telling me. And he was afraid of commitment. He was afraid of these things. Hence why instead of telling me, hey, Vero, I think we should take a break. I do love you. I have all this respect for you, which he later told me like a year and a half after we broke up. But it was um, one of those things where I'm like, okay, then if him not having the courage to tell me that he needed the space to figure things out, if he really wanted to be with me, um, it would have changed things up a lot. But infidelity for me at that point wasn't it. But one thing I did learn in that case was like looking back in the relationship, like when people show you who they are, believe them. You guys know Maya Angelou, all that stuff, you know, like. Believe them the first time. Believe them the first time. Like there was things I would notice, like, you know, he would very much like make time for like other girls and like other things. And he would like hide things from me. And I would notice it and I'd be like, hey, what's up? You know, what's going on? If we'd go out, like, you know. I'm okay. Like I check, you know, I, with my husband, we check out girls together. We go to the strip club. We do things like that. And I'm like, I'm confident enough to be like, I'm okay. I know that there's other people out there that can have, you know, deserve our glance because they're good looking damn people. Right. But it started like really like messing with my head, messing with my insecurities. And when I would, when I asked, Hey, are you faithful to me? Are you being loyal? That he said, no, it fucked with me even more. Right. So anyway, Deal breakers for me now are... El descaro. I mean, el descaro. Yeah, exactamente. We all wanted to kill him. We literally yeah. all wanted to kill him. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to break everything and kill him. But anyway, um, point is that at that moment, I thought, you know, even infidelity wasn't a deal breaker, but it was a deal breaker when it came to my sense of self. Like, I realized one day, I'm like, this is... I'm not who I'm, I am like this. Who am I? I had shape shifted into this person that I couldn't recognize anymore. Uh, my confidence had dipped, you know, taken a toll. My, my, I, like just who, my belief in myself and everything. Like I just didn't, I couldn't take it anymore. 
So the day that I realized that I loved myself more was when I, we finally broke it off. And, you know, it was really hard because when you love someone, it's so hard to walk away. You're like, what if I'm making a mistake? And you know what? Fuck it. If you make a mistake, you walk away and then you think back, like, maybe we can fix it later. But at that point, I was like, I can keep trying to have this guy love me, but it's really important for me to love myself. So the next time I felt that I let, I lost that sense of self, I would not continue. If I felt I needed to change who I was, I wouldn't continue. And I feel with that relationship really taught me to be present for my friends. Um, you know, many times you guys would get together or like, I remember like, come through, let's, we're going to go do this. Or like any of my friends would hit me up and I'd be like, oh, and I asked, do you want to come? No, I don't want to do this. And I would limit myself to the things I would do based on my partner. And I think that for me now would totally be a deal breaker. I mean, I'm married now. Um, I'm the one that's been married the, the, the you know, the lowest amount of years, or the least the amount recent. of years. The most recent. The most recently most married. Recent. Thank you. Thank you, Irene. Sometimes I like the word. Yeah. Um, and in my relationship now, it's like all those things, like, you know, put, putting up with the stinky socks, you said, right? And all this stuff, like, that is so minimal when you feel so secure in your relationship. You know, like that to me, I'm like, baby, I'll rub your feet. They're a little rank, but I, you know, you had a rough day. I got you. <laughs> and the days that I am running around like a crazy mom, despeinada, maybe still my PJs before we sit down to eat dinner. Like, and then he's like, oh girl, you need a shower. And I'm like, I know, I'm sorry, but he still like loves me for me. You know, like it's just certain security. I mean, that, that we want to do that all the time, but there's this certain level of, trust in one another and being who we really are that allows us to be like, okay, now, you know, I think <laughs> any deal breakers, I mean, life is life. And as of now, I think that you kind of just have to be open to what life brings, but a deal breaker would be not wanting to be around my family. And my family means so much to me. So, and this is what I've learned in like past relationships. Thankfully now, you know, we're working on that to be around our family a little more and expose ourselves to our family, especially my family. Um, is one of the things that we're working on a lot more. Because Otto's like used to seeing his family like very, very few times a year. And for me, it's like I was, you know, we would see each other almost every other weekend and get together. So those are the things we're working on, but not wanting to work on them would be a deal breaker. So yeah, that's where I'm at now. Those are really good answers. And it's interesting that we talked about how fidelity or the guy sleeping around was kind of something when we were younger that we were okay with, right? Isn't that interesting that it, it evolves and that it was like, I had to come into my own and love myself. And says so he's like, I could never imagine that being my life now. Like, no way. Like the respect and the love. I love how Vettel said, you know, when you're comfortable with someone, the little things aren't deal breakers. And that's the absolute truth. Like you can be yourself in front of them. You can feel they're not going to run at the first sign of you being just authentic and authentic might mean you easily anger or you snore or you can be messy like those things may not be deal breakers and for a reason you know for good reason because relationships are compromise and we have to have some compromise but we should never compromise on the big things you should never compromise on the they should be honest they should be cheering you on they should be 
loving you the way that you want to be loved. And for everyone, that's different. Maybe you're a touchy-feely person. Maybe you're a person that likes to spend quality time together. Maybe your person likes alone time. You can find your person that adapts to who you are. And I think that's like the beauty of relationships. One of the reasons why we wanted to talk about deal breakers is because we once were introduced to this, my husband and I, as part of a therapy session where we were um, really being challenged with thinking about like fights that we were having and making sure that we're not fighting about things that are not deal breakers. Because if you're not going to break up, and I've said it before on the podcast, I wanted to say it again to remind everyone, it's not worth having the fight. So that's why it's good to know with your partner to talk about things that are. So in Vettel's case, she said, you know, would we break up about you not being close to my family? Potentially, potentially if you alienated me from my family, but I see you wanting to work on that. That's not a deal breaker yet. Would fidelity be a deal breaker for us? It sounds like for the three of us, yes. Someone listening to this might be in an open marriage. Fidelity is not going to be your deal breaker, right? Like it makes total sense. So we're not saying any deal breaker is right or wrong and you might see it differently. For me, for what mine are now, in the beginning they were, you know, when the therapist asked, we really realized it wasn't washing dishes. Like we sure didn't give a shit about washing dishes or who had to, like that fight was stupid and we're not going to get divorced over it. But we both knew that it was issues around money, drug abuse, lying or fidelity, those things were for sure for both of us. Like neither one of us was willing to tolerate that and we wouldn't. Luckily we weren't in therapy because of any of those things, by the way, but it was good to establish them and say them out loud because someone could very much say, I thought you were down with me kind of becoming an alcoholic. You never really seem to have a problem with it, right? So if we're kind of silently keeping deal breakers to ourselves, a relationship can very quickly deteriorate. And that's so key right there, Irene, that you're like, you know, when you, you observe your partner's behaviors, you see each other on a daily basis, right? So when you see things are happening and you notice that that little button's starting to get pushed where you're like, I don't know if I can take this, then you have those conversations like, baby, you need to talk. Are you stressed? What's going on? What do you need? For us to avoid this because then you can voice it right like remember I would not be okay with this so that it doesn't get to that point so I love that you brought that up because it's key to make sure that you check yourself too when those moments happen so that you can speak up and say something. absolutely a thousand percent because sometimes your partner may not know or you may be reacting to stuff that you're keeping inside and you're having fights about some dumb shit like you're fighting about the dishes or you're fighting about the messy house or you're fighting about the kids but truly you could be fighting about something different like my husband's a workaholic and that's actually a deal breaker he's never home right there's like a leap right you got to kind of identify like the person not being around it's it's not about the kids when they are around it's about the fact that they're not helping you so to dig deep i think is really important like that also to communicate is really important for me now i think some of our common deal breakers are still like having a growth mindset Diego and i are very ambitious together which works for me i couldn't be married with someone like you just described um, I was going to say his name. Thank God I did it. You described one of your first relationships, Veto, where you had to make all the decisions. I'd go bonkers. I'd go crazy. I would lose it. I'm so glad that you realized, like, I'm not going to be the leader. Sometimes I want to be yeah. led. Like, shit. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> pull my hair in the bedroom and pull my hair in the streets. Like, <laughs> please. Lead me. You know? Just lead me. <laughs> right that's, fu that's funny. I always thought that, too, when I would see you with that person. I'm like, ay, como que algo no cuadra. Like, I just, don't, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't see it. And with the other relationship too, because I felt he would dim Vettel. Like Vettel would like not be her bright self or not show up. Yeah, She'd be in the corner with this guy. And it's like, yes. Vettel be in the center of this stage, right. like center doing the, the jig yeah. with the rest of us. But yes. she was keeping it conservative <gasps> for him. Maybe conservative is not the word, but chill and 
chilling. Like really providing chill. him the it, the ambiance so that he mm-hmm. can be comfortable. And I'm like, I'm trying to go dance my ass off. Like, exactly. you gonna be okay? I'm, I'm trying minutes? to work over there with my friends. Yeah. yeah, be myself. So in my case, like my husband and I are very, very much about ambition and growth mindset and personal development. And otherwise, I think we drive each other crazy if we weren't. We are all about, obviously, fidelity is key. Not having vicios is important. So no excessive drug or alcohol use. And also having fun is really important to Diego and I. If we were boring the shit out of each other, I do think we'd get divorced. If we didn't laugh, if we didn't travel, I'm keeping it so real. I was going to ask. I'm like, I'm so curious to know what, what it would be. What would push Diego and Irene to that point? Like, well, yes, that's a drug it, use and yes. alcohol. Yeah, I mean, the boredom. other ones feel like obvious, but truly like boredom. we want to have exciting lives. You can tell if you follow us on Instagram. Like we want to have exciting, thrilling. We deserve a great family. We want a great family. So we're a little radical in that sense. Like, we planned, we went on a vacation last week and we were like, we're going to laugh a lot. We're just going to laugh our asses off. We're going to be silly. We're going to be goofy. We were meeting perfect strangers. Speaking of like crusty feet, Veto, like Diego was telling some people like, you know, my, my nails and the care of my nails are entrusted to her hundred percent. And the people were like, no way, that's not true. I'm like, yeah, I have to cut his nails. He won't cut his own nails. They're like, you people are fucking weird. I'm like, we love it. You know? So just having fun and being stupid and being silly, like we match and listening to this, if you are chronically bored and you're doubting your relationship, Maybe that's a deal breaker for you too. I don't know. But two things that I wouldn't tolerate, but I've learned to tolerate, and I used to think going into it that I wouldn't, would be la pobreza. I thought I would never tolerate la mm. pobreza. I thought I never would. My mom raised me in a way where I saw pobreza, but then I didn't. We were talking about that on a previous episode. Like my mom showed love through taking care of me, through spoiling me in ways that were like security. And, and some would say I seemed like I had it all because financially she was really well adjusted. So I felt like I would never, ever tolerate pobreza and I thought I would never tolerate being the breadwinner because my mom was very anti like the woman is the only one that works so I was raised to be like un viejo mandilón que yo lo tengo que mantener hell no but life has taught me a different lesson and in 18 years with my husband I have had to be the breadwinner I have had to be the sole earner I have had to be hella poor I've had to have bad credit all this shit y'all that I said I would never tolerate i've been in debt with this man i've come through all of that and we really had to grow and had to stay and had to reevaluate and i retreated a lot from my life and i had stress and i had all these things that i was like do i really want to do this with this man but he's coming to his own he's grown a lot we talked about in a previous episode healing and how you grew up you grew up very poor there was a lot of scarcity around money there was a lot of um labeling money as a bad thing and so he had to kind of heal his own beliefs around money and in a lot of ways he was really spending money because he didn't respect money right he wasn't managing well and so then he learned how to manage money and i didn't leave i didn't leave i thought it was a deal breaker but i didn't leave in those years when i was like i can't do it with this man like he is a hot mess with his finances and he makes my life harder and i he knew how i felt and he knew what i was doing but i i, I stayed that has changed. Go ahead. I have Otto. a question. I have a question. Teacher, teacher, I have a question. Yes. Well, it goes from this to a question. Like you and Theo have had to grow together. Like you guys are growing up together, becoming responsible adults together. You guys got married fairly young. You know, I remember having conversations with you about, you know, just the first year of marriage being so rough and, you know, oh my God, this and that and the money and all these different conversations. But I imagine if he, if you would have seen, you you said you stayed, you didn't leave him. But there's t- there's a point, we've talked about this before too, that love is not enough sometimes. 
And for you, 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 you had to have seen a change or his willingness, something that he was just like, oh, damn, I, I need to do better if I'm going to keep my girl, if I'm going to keep my woman and my baby, right? Because it's at this point, it's like you guys have a son and you're growing up, you're becoming responsible adults. So like, what do you think that turning point was where it clicked for you guys of like, hey, enough of this, where do we need to be? I mean, because I know I didn't experience that in my relationships because just the fact that you and Diego have been together for so long, growing up together, dealing with the shit that young people do deal with, like learning about money and how to fucking spend, not spend it. And great question. Yeah. I I think it's because we got married so young. So my advice to people would be like, don't rush into marriage because I think a lot of people make money mistakes in their 20s. I think we do. And we happen to be married and have a kid. It was like, shit, you're not making these money mistakes single. <laughs> Partying in Rosarita with your friends every weekend at your 28, 27 year old self, you are married and we have to get it together. We have to be more responsible. So I think what happened for me is that whether I realized it or not, is that I just took it on and I was like, I'm going to make it work. And I love this man. He loves me and he treats me like a queen in other respects. I felt like he didn't care about me in some ways because I was like, you make me struggle in some respects. How can you love me? Right. There was some contradiction there. I was like, you make my life hard. Like, how is that love? Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to process a lot of that and deal with a lot of that and recognize that he had these money issues. And just like someone who has like a shopping addiction or a gambling addiction, are you willing to stay through that? Are you willing not? Like they can be the best person outside of that. What I ended up doing better was I think I overcompensated and I just took hella charge. I took hella charge, did too much. I'm already type A. That's not good for my own mental health, but it's like, I'll do it. I'll do it for the both of us. I'll figure it out. I'll get it going. And eventually I was like, enough is enough. Like we are way too smart, way too bright. We have so much potential. Our kids deserve better. Us just wanting to have more kids. Like I wasn't willing to have more kids with him until he got it together too that's why there's a gap between the first and the second there's like a four or five year gap because i knew like oh shit like if one kid's hard if we if i'm at the 99 cent store (laughs) deciding between bread and peanut butter with one kid the other kid how am i gonna feed that other kid and this is very real stuff that happened so i think because we were young it wasn't working because i was willing to just take it on and figure it out it sort of worked and because we wanted to still grow and be together and there was an amazing man he's very bright and intelligent and a visionary and loving and i knew all those other things i was like look when he gets this right he's gonna get it right and he's gonna take off and and I know there were plenty of sitting down with him and being like, this is it, Diego. Like, this is your last shot. And not that I'm a perfect person. I'm sure that I was probably enabling him by holding it together. I was enabling him when I would say, sure, get another credit card. I believe you. Sure. Like, I would enable bad money decisions. And so, Vero, another to your point, I stopped sharing finances with him. I started holding back what I provided. I let us get evicted. Have I ever told you guys that story? No. I'm told you guys a story about letting us get evicted. No. Yeah, I told it at work and they laugh and make fun of me in this story. But we had like a three-year-old or two-year-old. I think he was two. And I had the rent money, but he didn't. And I was like, I'm not going to pay the rent. And he was mortified. He was embarrassed. He couldn't believe it. Nobody in my family knew, but I let us get evicted. He was so humiliated and I had the money. I didn't give it to him. I was like, we, we need to experience Good. the depth of the depths of a low of a low. And then I used that money to go find a place and get the deposit and figure it out and reestablish us. But did he feel those feels? He was like, I am failing as a provider and she can't rescue me. You know, she can't be the one figuring it out for me. And then his life just took off. But we had to go through some mad turmoil that I thought was a deal breaker, that I thought I would divorce this man and leave with my three-year-old or my two-year-old, right? And my life is like a true blessing now because I stayed, but that shit was hard. So tip of the day, 
you know, no judgment. Do you like, mm -hmm. you may not be able to tolerate some shit that other women can tolerate, or you might, and you might get to the other side and be like, this was worth it. This was great. And now he does the taking care of, which is important. And now he does the, I can lean on him and he's there for me. And oh my God, he's also an entrepreneur. So that's very up and down, but that's different, right? That's a different sort of money comes and goes and flows in and out. But that was a great question, Veto. That's probably a long-winded answer, but I wanted to tell you all my victims. No, I'm glad. Story. I'm glad just because if there's women out there yeah. that have had those relationships and their outcomes are just not the same, I want, I want them to understand that you have to dig in. You have to ask. You have to wonder why. And like you said, which is key, I love saying this is key. Que me creo, DJ Khaled. Um, <laughs> um, DJ Vettel. Hey, hey. Bow, 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 bow. Is that if you don't take the time to really understand what you're willing to put up with, what you're willing to sacrifice in the process of this partner showing up finally or showing up to your relationship, then, you know, don't think that your life is hard. If you're not even taking the time to question it, to look at yourself and really dig in and find out what am I willing to take? What am I willing? And, and despite of what people might say, despite of what people might think, if you're going to be okay with that person being by your side and not showing up, how long will it take? What will it take for them, for you to still be there? And do you, are you eventually going to give up on them showing up? So don't be afraid to ask yourself, ask your partner, like, Hey, what do you need from me? What do we, you know, I, I'm able, I, I'm willing to do this. However, I'm going to need you to step it up because it's starting to take a mental toll on me. It's taking a toll emotionally. It's taking a toll on just who I, I, who I need by my side to be able to get through life. So I, I love the fact that we have those years of experience with you because to be able to kind of knowing that you guys have made it work and you have, you aren't like just, you know, saying, Oh, it's been icing on the cake. It's been super easy. We just, we're just perfect. So realize and being honest no. that no fucking life is hard and you decide what you're going to do and everything's decisions, right? We all make, we have to make a choice. Y me aguanté la pobreza. Me la aguanté, güey. Maldita pobreza. Bueno, because, um, you know, the th to your point, Vero, like sitting down and, you know, having those conversations because it's important. I re um, recently... Um, I, me di cuenta, right? Me di cuenta de que sometimes it, we're, I mean, Luis and I work from home for the most part. And so we're together all day, every day, eat lunch all, uh, every day. So we, during our lunch break or our lunch break, we, we talk. And then sometimes like, I noticed like when he was talking about like all his to-dos, como que yo, I would trap that energy and I would go back to work like bien sin desganada, um, and I noticed that I was like, I, is it because of that? Like, I just, I'm like, I, it's not stuff that I have to do. It's stuff for like his job. But the fact that he talks about it, like, I don't know why. Like, I, su I suck his energy. I don't know what it was. So I noticed that. And then I was, like, I was like, should I tell him? I'm like, should I'm like, you know what? I'm going to tell him. I was like, Chulo, I'm like, before you start telling me your, what's on your to-do list, I'm like, this is what I've noticed. And he's like, okay, ya no te digo, like, no. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm like, this is what I learned from, or I heard it somewhere. So every time that you, I hear you talking about your to-do list or what's on, you know, what's on your plate, I'm going to go like this. I'm going to go like this. And for that's so that you know that we need to take a pause and I just need to visualize like this bubble around me so that I don't, um, I don't, you know, um, Get, you don't suck out my energy because I, I don't know for some reason I just feel that that is happening uh, and uh, 
today uh it happened and i told him and i went like this he's like oh okay and then yeah and i was like yeah i'm like it worked i'm like i don't know if it's mental i don't know but it worked i'm I'm showing this example because i feel comfortable enough to tell him that hold up hold a, a little bit i'm like i need to do this little you know this little um like a stretch, <laughs> stretch me bubble i'm like i need to do my little bubble because otherwise like I don't know what it is. So I did it and it worked. So like right before we jumped on our prior um, podcast, me puse en chinga. I like one case that I had been like putting off, not putting off, but it was like, oh, I'm like, maybe I'm going to work on it till next week. Boom, boom, boom. I drafted um, what I needed to draft. I was like, wow, like con energia. Why? Because I felt like I created that bubble and he did it to me too um, because I was going to start talking about I don't know, something that I needed to do and that was on my to-do list. And he's like, hold on. He's like, and he did the bubble. It's silly, but I was like, you know what? It worked. And and if I I feel like if if we didn't have the type of relationship we have, like of being silly, of being open about what our needs are, what you know, what we do for self-care, then then you know, it I just it wasn't it wouldn't work and we would be like miserable or like me feeling like some sort of way of uh, or not feeling comfortable, like, oh, yeah, my, my husband's still sucking my energy, but I don't feel comfortable telling him because what if I tell him and he feels like, oh, well, no me quiere. He doesn't, she doesn't love me and she's not there to support. So, no. Yeah, I support you, but I need to do this, my little... I, I, I you know. personally love that because it's kind of like what Vettel was saying. Like, you don't want to disappear in a relationship for their needs, right? And you can tell with Vettel and Otto, like, they're very well matched in that respect. Like, they're charismatic together and fun together. And when we saw them get together, we all kind of loved it because there was this energy match. And even with you and Luis, we were like, they have an energy match. Like, they have a, like, a, a something about them that works. These two work. Like, for instance, your routine and your schedule, you both work really well on that and your habits and, like, your diet. And we're like, dude, says he cannot be married to a guy who's like, like type two diabetes because he has donuts every weekend. Like they wouldn't <laughs> work. Could I? Could I? Yes. I love donuts and my weight can fluctuate because of donuts. And Diego and I, we have a love-hate relationship with donuts. So every couple to each their own. So I love that you're talking about that too, because we can sometimes we don't realize it. Like of course, I'm a talker and I can talk my husband's ear off, but he always seems to be like, tell me, tell me more. How's your day? How's it going? He like loves my bullshit. Like, you know, if I, we he were just talking about listen. Like, yeah, he wants to listen. You, he's like, all right, baby, yeah, I got you. I listen to him talk too, my ear out. Or not. And he's a talker too, believe it or not. Like, but the other day I had to tell him like, I love that you love your new job. And I love that you're in this industry that I've been in for 15 years. But like at the end of your day, you want to talk about everything. And somehow it always comes back to how I do it too. And what do I think and about my office and my staff? And I'm like, you, when I'm off, you want me to be on? I've been on all day with those people. Like, I do not want to talk about my job at all. (laughs) And he's like, wow, I'm doing that? I'm like, yes, you were asking me about this process and that process. And it's like eight, we're at our kids' rugby game. I don't want to talk about work. I know you're excited. It's because it's 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 something new. And he's like, it's a new experience. So he wants to share it with you, right? So yeah. how do they say like and we partners? do and we do get because that came across yeah. we do but i feel he wasn't realizing that it was like every day all day for like hours i'm like oh, oh my god yeah. you're like keeping me in work mode like the first week <laughs> you're so excited I'm like you're keeping me i want to like disconnect from work mode and he's like okay cool like i'll think about when today we went to lunch together and we talked about his work i'm like okay that's i planned for it it's middle of my day like but i was like i can't do this because like you said <laughs> so something would take over i'm like then i don't sleep because i'm like do, yes yes everything yeah when sleep. i talk about yeah <laughs> do your bubble yeah, girl funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm home all day with the kids, right? So I'm home and I, I I have to structure my day into like the days that I do have client calls, the days that I have this. So like plan things like that. 
normally when I don't have anything going on, like it's just home. It's like, I'm doing home stuff with the kids. Like that's what I focus on because I can't, it kind of relates to what we were talking about in the podcast earlier. When you're trying to do too much, sometimes nothing gets enough, like done or you don't get the results you want. So I have to focus on certain things at a certain time. So Otto loves to talk about his day. Like he, he has calls and all that stuff. And he's just like, he's so, <laughs> I'm like, sometimes I feel like bad for how smart and intelligent he is and how good he is at his craft that he deals with a bunch of dodos, you know, all day. And he like has to come out and be like, can I just tell you some, share something with you? Or, or I just had a long day with the kids or something. Right. Um, but he's like, he does share his day with me. And <laughs> sometimes I feel like, I'm like, okay, baby, I'm here to listen. I hear him out, hear him out. And then at night, he's so exhausted from all of that, that he's like, all right, I'm going to bed. I'm like, but I was ready to talk about my day, you know, like, hold on. And then he'll be like, oh, okay. Or sometimes like, I'm just too tired. And I'm like, all right, I guess, I guess I'll journal it, you know, or brain dump it. Um, but I'm like, oh, I'll be like, okay, just give me two minutes. Just give me two minutes. I have to tell you that at least this one thing. So oh. it's just, but I, have, I mean, and I'm understanding. I'm like, oh, he's had a long day. He's had a long day. And what I, from what I heard, you know, so there's also that, but I'm like, fuck, man, sometimes I feel like, I don't know if I could, if I could really, I don't know. I'm putting myself in his shoes in this sense. I'm like, how can you take that all day long when people, when you're the expert in something and someone doesn't listen to what you, your advice that you give, I'm like, damn, if he's, if I feel drained, I'm like, how, how much, how must he feel? So I'm just kind of, I'm also kind of glad that I don't have a nine to five right now. And that took me a while to realize that. And here's another thing in my relationships, right? For a long time, I'll be like, I got myself. You worry about you. I got myself. And this is the first time in a relationship where my man is a care. He's a provider. He's, you know, the one giving everything. And I feel like I still have this need to be stressed and worried. And he'll tell me like, what's wrong? Why are you stressed? I'm like, it's just that there's so much to do. He's like, don't worry about that. I'm like, I, I probably should start looking for a job. He's like, why? He's, um, he's like, you don't need to worry about that right now. Right now, what you need to worry about is this, the, the kids, the family. And he's like, you know, keeping us together, you know, the, you know, all this stuff and keep everything flowing. He's like, you're doing great if you feel you haven't. And, and that's the thing. Like we get so used to being, you know, the independent ones. Uh, I could bring the money and rake it in. So I'm glad that in this moment now I, I've taken a step back and be like, it's okay. <sighs> it's okay to allow my husband to provide, you know? And if at one point it needs to be the other way around, we'll figure it out. But like, it's hard to like, let that go. And that's also something for me. I always said, I'm always going to bring my own money in. You know, I, I'm going to be my own. And it's, it's like that, the mujerista in me that it's like, okay, it's all right. Let's allow yourself to be taken care of. And in this case, you girls are taking care of your energies. You're taking care of things. And I'm like, and that also helps take care of your energy, like being okay with where you're at now in relationships that things have changed. You've changed. We've grown. We're different people now. And we kind of unlearn these things that we imagined ourselves we would be or things that we would be doing by the time we reach 30, 40, 50. I mean, none of us yet, but, you know, like it's kind of like you're growing and you have to allow that growth process and relationships will thrive when you allow yourself to play that role of what you need at the, t at the moment in that time 
in your relationship. And and even if you never knew what that was going to be, like relationships change. I think the key to every relationship is growth and mm-hmm. change because human beings grow and change. And if you can grow together and learn to communicate in a way where you are staying united and staying in a way that is productive to the both of you and meeting both of your needs, I think that the deal breakers will become few and far between. And they will only be the major things like you know, being dishonest or being unfaithful or abuse, for instance, you know, I grew up in a home with abuse, like I would never tolerate that. Like, it's comical to think that I would, right. But if you are listening to this, and you have severe deal breakers, I want you to reach out and get the help and get the courage to move on because that should no one should ever tolerate deal breakers that are those really high end dramatic drama infused situations. Now, if there's other things that you're kind of toying with, like we said, I said jokingly, la pobreza, but maybe you are in a situation where chronically finances have been a problem and you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Listen, it's okay. It's okay if it doesn't work out. I was always talking myself into that too, thinking like maybe one day I walk away and it's okay. You know, I don't need to feel bad if I walk away. My mom always said, aquí tienes tu casa, if it doesn't work out. So it's okay if you decide that a deal breaker has run its course and you're ready to break the deal. I want to remind everyone listening right now, because maybe we struck a chord. Maybe we got you thinking about your relationship and the communication and the energy suck. And the maybe you're like Vero and you're thinking like, is it okay to be taken care of? And you realize, yes, you want that. And it's awesome. Or maybe you're in a relationship where your spouse doesn't want you to work and they're keeping you from a career. And that's very different than what Vero is describing. But don't let anyone limit you because that can become a deal breaker and it can change your spirit. So thank you, ladies, for being honest and vulnerable today. Vero, you shared a lot with your exes. I know that brings up stuff. Oh, my God. I want to thank you for being open and vulnerable. Last story, because you said abuse. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah, that would be totally be a deal breaker. I remember the first time a boyfriend told me, fuck you. And I know this is explicit on the on the podcast, but I was 15 and my boyfriend at the time told you me, you know what? Him. Did you stab him? He was him? like, fuck you. <laughs> it was on the phone, thankfully, or else he would have been gone. Um, he goes, you know what? Fuck you. And I go, no, 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 no. I said, you know what? No. Fuck you. And never call me back. Hung up on never talked to the dude again. Yeah. I was like, fuck you. Um, but that's one thing Double. for sure. Once we allow that kind of talking to us, like someone speaks to us that way and we let it continue, it totally tears you down and it takes such a toll on you. So they, I said, I would never allow someone to talk to me that way. And it, and it always came to not just in my relationships, but anyone that really came across to me, like in any kind, tr- any kind of way, trying to put me down and making me shut the fuck up. I was like, no, they, the person either is done in my life or I, and I'm choosing, I'm making a decision to never, ever reach out to someone like that again. So put your foot down, ladies, know your worth. Amen to that because abuse happens in many forms. It could be verbal, it could be physical, it could be neglect. So don't let that boo be the one that doesn't call you back for a week. You know, Sissy said that she had those relationships, like fuck those dudes. So wherever you are. Yeah, ditto to what um, Irene said. So whatever you feel is your deal breaker, that counts. We've said a lot today. We were fired up. I think when we get going about something new, we haven't talked about relationships in a while. We get going. So again, thank you for opening up, Ceci, Vero. It's been a great podcasting day for us. We've got two episodes under our belt today. And we are just so excited to have you week after week. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget that you can always email us your questions or anything on this topic or another that you want to hear more about. Our email is admin at leveluplatina.com. You can hit us up on IG and Facebook, direct message at leveluplatina, or find us on Twitter at latina underscore up. We are so excited to have spent this time with you. And we hope that you reflect on your deal breakers. And it goes for friendships too. 
and that you'll be badass and have the best of the best and that no one is breaking the deal. Las quiero un chingo. Have a wonderful Ay, day. Igualmente. Igual. You're being here. Continue being here. Your nails no. are so cute, Sassy. Look Ooh. at your cuties. I'm going to go get Manny Penny this week. So. I love it. I deserve it. I know. <laughs> that all looks like one of those little hands that are like fake. Remember you were talking about those little oh, hands fake yeah. that grabs stuff? That was little hands. Little hands, everybody. We love you, Vettel. Vettel's always on time. Vettel's always, always on, on time. Always on time. Go, Vettel. Go, Vettel. DJ Vettel. DJ Vettel. Vettel.